Apparently bisexual men make the best lovers. I guess you gotta know how to get it to give it. Getting screwed by your boss now has new meaning. And everything you always wanted to know about polyamory but were afraid to ask, coming up today on The Point. Hello and welcome to The Point, the only talk show bringing gay and straight men together to see what happens. And this is a St. Patrick's Day week, so I am wearing yeah. green. Clearly. Celebration. I hadn't noticed. Really? Know. You hadn't no, noticed the green? Until right now. That is really bright. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about St. Patrick's Day a little bit later, but you may have also noticed that there's someone else sitting at the table. Who? Why are you looking at me? Who? I'm yeah. looking. <laughs> Um, Who's we the have, guy in the stripes? <laughs> yes. Well, actually, we had a little bit of a debate whether or not that's gray or green. It is so it's green. green gray. It's gray. Uh, it's gray, gray, gray to green, me. Green, gray, gray on the gray, on the grayer side. Listen, yeah. I'm half colorblind, so I don't know. I just it's think it's like it that green. dress. It's not going to look green next to your shirt. Right. Ah. My, nothing. This is as green as it gets. It's like a highlighter green. Um, we have with us today a special guest co-host, David Williston of Polyamory Toronto. Hello. Hello. Which brings us to talking point number one, the more, the merrier. So um, in the uh, current issue of Playboy magazine, Scarlett Johansson gave an interview in which she said it isn't natural to be monogamous. She said, I think the idea of marriage is very romantic. It's a beautiful idea and the practice can be very beautiful. I just don't think it's natural to be a monogamous person. I might be skewered for that, but I don't think it has worked. It's a lot of work. Um, which got me and the rest of us thinking about this issue of polyamory. And in fact, I mentioned this uh, to uh, someone recently. And then the question came up, wait, isn't polyamory illegal? Uh, well, of course, that's polygamy. But then what is polyamory versus polygamy versus monogamy? So I reached out to uh, Polyamory Toronto and uh, David was kind enough to, uh, to join us. So let me, uh, right off the bat, what is polyamory? Uh, polyamory is the openness to having multiple relationships, not usually just sexual, and that's one of the differenti differentiations between a lot of other uh, open styles of relationship, um, is that there's usually an emotional component to it. So it's people who want to have more of a relationship than just kind of sleeping around having casual sex. Um, so polyamory is with uh, kind of the consent and knowledge of everyone involved. So that's something else that sets it apart from some of those other behaviors um, Is that there's a lot of transparency and honesty that's really really pushed to the forefront of the culture So what's the difference then because you so hear... what is polygamy then? Yeah, well polygamy is marriage That's that's always Just a component of it multiple marriage. Uh, like... It's usually one lead partner with multiple either husbands or wives Got it. typically yeah. Didn't you see Big Love? I did. Oh, Bill Paxton. Paxton. What? I know. We so talked about I know. Um, I, so what is the difference then? Big Love. It was in a big HBO show. It was about a, no, no, I know. Yeah. I just didn't okay. think. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. So <laughs> what's what's the difference then between polyamory and open relationships? Well, open relationships is basically a big umbrella term. It can mean a lot of different things. Um, and again, open relationships can involve the kind of relationships that don't really have a lot of discussion, you know, premeditating them. Um, so it can be kind of dating around, don't ask, don't tell. Um, a lot of those other styles of open relationship that are 
very little work. Um, to be honest, a lot of the time is you just kind of go and do. Whereas polyamory is more of a focus on putting the work into preparing yourself and preparing your partners for all the eventualities, such as what if we fall in love, what if this, what if that, what if they have kids, what if... Um, and you have discussions about that and come to agreements. And I think that's something that really uh, doesn't happen a lot in just open relationships when people say they're having open uh, relationships. You mentioned all the different kinds. There's an infographic, I think it's on your website, mm -hmm. um, which actually is really cool and hopefully we can get it on the screen. It's sort of this big Venn diagram of yeah. all these different kinds of relationships. It's funny that uh, Scarlett Johansson said monogamy is a lot of work. If you look at that diagram, it looks like that's a lot of work because there's a lot of different well, definitions and... Well, you know what? I. You know, in preparation for coming today, I was having a look at it again. I've seen it before, and uh, I went to a Poly 101 panel, I think last year, the year before, where there was a lot of discussion about all those overlaps. But even kind of now that I've been part of the community for like two years, almost two and a half years, and I was kind of looking at that diagram just the other day, and I thought like, wow, you know, the only person that this whole diagram is really going to make a lot of sense to is someone who falls into a lot of these categories. But I think that's fine because it's basically a resource. Um, if you look at it as not being just so much one static image, but look at it as being kind of like arrows pointing you in the right direction of how it is that you would identify. Um, that's, that's where it is that I think can be most useful is someone who's like, oh, but this is what I do in my relationship, so where does that fall? And then you look at that picture and you're kind of going around and around and around, and you're like, oh, there I am. And it just gives you that point. And it is interesting to see the overlap, but I think that that kind of complex overlapping in the image where you see all kind of the terms blending together, it's not really necessary to understand all the overlap unless you are actually a part of that overlap. Um, because for me personally, I kind of only fall into kind of like that one larger purple box uh, with maybe a Which few over what? the Which polyamory, is, okay. the polyamory box that's kind of like in, in the middle there. And I see maybe kind of like towards the bottom some of like the kink zone and stuff like that. Um, I might kind of like overlap with some of that, but the rest of what's going on in that picture, I don't relate personally. Can we in, just in say that that would be a great name for a bar? The kink, kink zone? zone. <laughs> it probably nice. is. I have it a question. Is. So like, can someone who is I don't know how to say like polyamory, polyamorous, polyamorous, poly many amorous love. Oh, well, there you go. Many loves. Um, so someone who is that, um, can they, <laughs> I won't say it, but can they, is it hard for them to date, for example, or is it like for someone who is monogamous, I guess, where it's like, how is the, does that work? Like if you find yourself in a relationship where you're like, wait, I'm that, and then my other, my, my partner is monogamous, can that work? Or For sure. Know. Okay. Yeah, and it's actually a pretty common term, which is polymono. Okay. Uh, polymono relationships, where I mean that again, it takes a lot of um, you know self self knowing and a lot of self confidence to be able to be in a relationship where you know that your partner is going out and loving more people, being with more people, establishing more connections, and to not fall into kind of a deeper sense of envy or jealousy. Mm. It, How it, does one do that? How um, does one have that would, kind of like, self confidence like, and security? I, Oh my I, God. I guess it's kind of that thing Lots that, I mean, if you, if you love someone, you want them to have good things. 
Right. And, and if you know someone well enough to know that you know, good things for them are going to be plentiful things, things that maybe I don't have the capacity to give them. And I'm not going to say, just because I can't give them, that means you have to live without them. Instead, it's wow. more, you know what? I, I can appreciate that I'm only so much of a person and you need something else. It's incredibly generous. It, yeah, it is. It, uh, what, uh, what I have uh, noticed more often is monogamous couples where maybe both uh, uh, members of the couple, but more so it's one couple realizes that monogamy is not for them, but they're in this monogamous relationship and there's a, there's a desire to open up the relationship. Uh, how, do, how do people deal with that issue? Um, from what I've seen, it's, it's with a fair amount of natural finesse that seems to come out when people just have a lot of love for each other and they don't want to give up on a relationship they've already got going. Because uh, one of Polyamory Toronto's um, reoccurring events that happens every single month is called a chat and learn. And it happens twice a month, but at those, uh, the lead organizer, Eva, for the community, she puts a lot of work into researching all kinds of topics that are very relevant to the polyamorous community. And she has kind of this safer space uh, at the 519 Community Center um, uh, discussion where people are welcome to come and sit and have you know talks about how do we deal with insecurity, how do we deal with jealousy, how do we open up, how do we broach you know, with people, how do we broach with family, like other people in our lives to let them know we've made this decision. And I see a lot of married couples that are there and their story, you know, when they open up, they say, you know, we've been together eight years, 10 years, 15 years, and we've always known that something just wasn't quite clicking and connecting for us. And then we stumbled across your community. So here we are, you know, hand in hand saying, how do we do this? And I think even just getting that point of saying, here we are together, we're doing this together, we're trying this together, we're open, we want to learn, that's already a huge step. And it doesn't take a lot then for them to just soak up you know, the experiences of other people where they find that it's not so, you know, um, dissimilar as their own. But I, I'm always really impressed when I see these, you know, married couples or longtime couples that come in and they just seem so um, like a poise that I think just comes from the love they have for each other. Gay couples, straight couples, um, both? I haven't seen a married gay couple. Uh, I have seen, you know, a couple of longer-term gay couples that have come to those meetings because as well. Because the reason why I ask is because, well, you mentioned the 519 Community Center, which is an LGBT mm -hmm. community center here, and you hear more and more this term thruple. Mm -hmm. um, That's a bad term. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't create it. I love wombos, but whatever this is is bad. <laughs> I mean, word triad. Combos. I've heard triad used, what but it's three people, usually three guys, in in a relationship that functions as a couple, like the father, son, and the holy. No, 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 not at all like that. I don't understand Why? the Bible. Um, anyway, so my my question is: Is this is polyamory more? welcome, accepting in the LGBT community than in the non-LGBT community? Is it something that's more accepted among gay men than among straight couples? So I'm kind of speaking more from my own experience in the and, last couple of years. And you identify as? Uh, as pansexual. As pansexual. Myself. Um, and what does that mean? Pansexual? Uh, for me, I define it as being an openness to finding attraction with whoever I may. And I really found a lot more confidence in that when, I guess about three years ago, I was already open to being attracted to, to men and to women, but then I kind of fell head over heels in love with uh, the 
local drag queen Heavenly Heights, and uh, I thought, okay, so <laughs> She's how awesome. yeah, she I is. So I thought, like, how do I define this to myself? You know, finding Heavenly so attractive, but not really having that based on anything having to do with gender. Instead, it's her. You know, it's her energy. It's her, you know, animosity when she performs. It's all of that attitude. And I thought, okay, so that would be a kind of attraction that falls more into pansexuality, where it's just an openness to being gender blind and just, uh, you know, loving people based on what you feel when you're around them and not kind of putting too much thought into, you know, what the anatomy might actually be beneath the clothes. Um, so that's, that's kind of my, my take on pansexuality. Now, what about critics of, does have to be critics out there of polyamory? For sure. Um, how do you respond to people who say it's not normal, it's a slippery slope? Hmm. Well, what I've gotten personally is people calling me greedy. And, <laughs> and they haven't even been trying to be funny. The way like, that you like explained they, it before, though, is not being greedy at all. You it's just, you, you the opposite. Yeah, really. It's completely the opposite. Yeah. Well, I guess if people are on the outside looking in, they don't always understand that it's not just a choice being made for oneself. I mean, of course, that's kind of like the number one thing. I mean, mm -hmm. self-care and, you know, caring about yourself, knowing yourself. But it's not all about just, I want to have more in my life. It's also appreciating, you know what? I want my partner to be able to have whatever they want. I want my partners, you know, to be able to live their lives. And if I see them once a month or every couple of weeks, that's fine because you know, it's, it's worth it to see each other. And if we can't see each other more often, if we can't live together, if we can't get married or whatever, that's fine. I can accept our relationship as where it is. Um, so there is kind of a generosity and understanding and it's, it, it's a different kind of love. Like it's a kindness. Right. I think it's a kindness that um, just kind of comes out of people that, it, that polyamory is a natural choice for. How many partners do you have? Um, that's a difficult question. And I mean, I, I, I don't... He, he, he wants you to spill tea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't find the question offensive myself, but that's usually a question that's frowned upon in the community. A lot of people don't like answering it because it's almost like qualifying your level of polyamory. Mm -hmm. For me, it's just difficult to answer it because... So like, do you live um, with anyone? I, li I live with a partner that I've been with for four and a half years, almost five years. And I have maybe three or four other partners that kind of are, you know, orbiting partners that I don't necessarily see on a very frequent basis, but we definitely have a love and a connection and a relationship. But does your partner that you live with also have a connection with them or is it just you? Oh, he's, he's not seeing any of the people that I'm seeing. Uh, he, he has a partner of his own that he started seeing more, more recently. Um, I guess I'm the one with the more partners right now, but whatever that means. Um, I'm greedy. more greedy. I'm more greedy. Yeah. 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 Um, or he's more generous. Who do you want to look at? There out. you go. He'll love to hear that. Um, <laughs> well, if, if people have more questions about polyamory, or if they're in the, the Toronto area and are interested in your group and finding out more information, where do they, where do they find that? So there is a website, polyamorytoronto.ca, but most of the activity is kind of run through Meetup. Like we're, we're really big on Meetup. It's been a platform that's really worked for us. So if you go on meetup.com and search for Polyamory Toronto, we'll be there. Are there, are there resources that are more broader than just the Toronto stuff? Um, yes, and I didn't memorize that. Okay. No, I'm terrible. Well, if, you well, go to, if you go to Polyamory Toronto, there's a great resource link there that's already been compiled by the other organizers of the community, because I'm kind of more of a late-blooming organizer in the community, uh, so I don't know all of the links, all of the other resources. But it's all on the website. Yeah, for Polyamory sure. PolyamoryToronto.ca. Yeah.
Great. Well, thank you, David. Thank you for having me. And now it's time for Tito's Midpoint. All right, this week we're playing Midpoint. Um, it's a mix of true, true or false and multiple choice, so... Um, and the theme is? It's St. Patrick's Day theme. Woo! So some fun facts and trivia. All right, so we'll start with March 17th is when St. Patrick was born or when he died? He died. I'll say born. Saint died. None of the above. I'll say died. Trick tri question. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Um, died. Oh. Yeah, when you die, you become a saint. And that's oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Everybody. Oh. Everyone, yes. When Duh. you die, you become a saint. <laughs> yes. Okay, true or false. The shamrock is the symbol of Ireland. What's a shamrock? Sorry. I don't What's know. a shamrock? What does it's it look like? Quickly. It's the symbol of a McDonald's milkshake. The four leaf, the four the leaf, four leaf clover. clover. Okay, well, you could just set that. It's a shamrock. <laughs> Puts me down. Like. Um, it's, uh, no, it's not the symbol of the country. No, no. Sure. It's synonymous with the country. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not, not the symbol. Yeah, I think, isn't it thistles or something? What is it's it? It's a popular. Um, isn't it the harp? It is, yeah. Yeah. It is. I don't even have to read the whole thing. How do you know everything? The harp. I think he knows. Yeah. The Irish harp. It's on a Guinness can as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, yeah. The bartender here. I thought you were saying the Guinness can is also a symbol of Ireland. Yeah, that's true. The Guinness well, can. Well, the Guinness, anything Guinness. Is. Okay. Um, your odds of finding a four-leaf clover are about one in 10,000 or one in 100,000? One in 10,000. 100,000. I'd say 100. 100,000. Yeah, but I mean. 10,000. Oh. The only reason why I got it is because Matthew, the camera man over there, just nod his head. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go he look for me. one now. Sorry. Um, true but, or false? St. Patrick was Irish. False. False. Really? False. St. Patrick is not Irish? No. Oh. <laughs> Um, no, he wasn't even born in Ireland. Um, Patrick's parents were Roman citizens living in modern-day England, or more precisely, in Scotland or Wales. Oh, wow. But it's not really confirmed. It's not. Oh, Nord historians. What? Right. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, at the last count in 2011, according to my yeah, records yeah, yes. here, the total number of people claiming Irish origin in Canada was over 4 million or under 4 million? Over. Under. Over. Under. Under. <laughs> over. Uh, I'm looking over a four-leaf clover that I oh. overlooked before. It's four million five hundred forty-four thousand eight hundred seventy. That's how many. Whoa. True or false? St. Patrick's uh, was once a dry holiday in Ireland. That means no drinking. True. I'll say true. Yeah, because that sounds ridiculous, so ridiculous yeah. for the Irish. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, well, aside from the color green, the the activity most associated with St. Patrick's Day is drinking. However, Irish law from 1903 to 1970 declared St. Patrick's Day a religious observance for the entire oh. country, meaning that all pubs were shut down for the day. Oh. See, again, religion is bullshit if it takes your booze away from you. The law was overturned in 1970 when St. Patrick's was reclassified as a national holiday. Oh, well, there you go. And now they're all drinking all the time. Okay, that's racist. <laughs> Anyway, culture, culture is cultural. Irish is a race. Cultural. I don't know everything about it. I'm just looking. St. <laughs> Patrick was a baker or a slave? Yes. A slave, a slave baker. What? <laughs> Not any of that. Like from Joseph and the Technicolor Dream. The baker was thrown in jail. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'll say is, Baker. Is Baker your final answer? Sure, I don't know. He was a slave. Yes! Oh. Yeah, at the age of 16, he was kidnapped by Irish raiders who took him away and sold him as a slave. He spent several years in Ireland herding sheep and learning about the people there. That's right. At the age of 22, he managed to escape. Crazy. Cray, cray. Crazy. Cray, cray. True or false, in Chicago, the city celebrates St. Patty's Day by dyeing the Chicago River green. That's true. true. That's true. I lived in 100%. Chicago. That's true. Did you? Really? That's so bad for How the How do they do that? That's what I was thinking. It takes 40 tons of dye to get the river to a suitably festive How is it bad shape? for the environment? Because the fish is drinking, like, colored water. What do you mean? I drink colored beer on St. Patrick's but that's, Day. But you're a man. So? <laughs> you're a man? No, no. What? I think he's saying think of it as, like, dyeing the air green, and then you have to breathe I mean, that I'm sure it's, day. like, natural, oh. like, dye. I'm Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's fine. Yeah, but they would you ask Fish, and how did they were the green, okay with that? I'm sure they did. How does the green like disappear? It doesn't, it kind of stays green. That's what I mean. All year. It's polluting <laughs> the it water. Like top it up each year for whatever. I don't know. So, that's, that's worth it, really. Patrick's associated color is red or blue? Blue. Green? Blue? Red. I'd say blue. Because blood and slaves. It's, it's blue. <laughs> wow. That's oh, I like that. I'm gonna go with red. Dark. Yeah. And the blood okay, of the fish dying in the water. <laughs> it's Tito. blue. Oh. I don't yeah. think fish's um, blood is red. In several artworks depicted the saint, he is shown wearing blue vestments. Yeah. So that's why. Didn't know that. Blue, red, same thing. Okay. And one last one. True or false? Are there there are Sorry. no female leprechauns? And that is There's true. No, it's just like the Smurfs. There's just one. This is factual? <laughs> yes. No, there are no female leprechauns. Oh. That's well, sexist. I'm sure there's like female what are the Halloween male? leprechaun costumes. Yeah, well, I'm like... sure there's slutty leprechauns. But not real ones, though. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no Thank way. you, Tito, for today's very informative midpoint. And that brings us to talking point number two, looking for loads. <laughs> Fred, you need to stop bringing your own personal agenda okay, to no, this show. This is, okay, a Canadian- Is that what you call your Craigslist ads? <laughs> well, this, a, a Canadian citizen, a Canadian guy from Vancouver was denied access into the United States after a Customs and Border Patrol officer went through his, uh, uh, took his phone, went through his profile on Scruff, the this hookup made me app. So angry and funny. because in his profile it says he's looking for loads, the um, border officer thought he was a hooker mm. and denied him entry. Wow. What? That's really funny. Because he thought wrong. looking for loads meant he's a hooker. Yeah. Why? Because he's not smart and doesn't understand what looking for loads means. But how did he Hold think on. that that meant hooker? I don't know. First of all, pause. They went, they took they his phone. They can go on your phone. And they went on how? his like gay like thing. They went on to his scruff account. So scruff, yeah. Wait, so there's like, another gay hookup? Yeah, so he went on like uh, his gay dating app yes. thing. Yes, yes. And then because of the description. It says he's looking for loads. So now he's a hooker. So why obviously. would they choose to go through someone's phone though? Uh, suspicion of some sort. Isn't that an invasion of privacy? Or of course they, they, it is. Or, but, but I mean, like, do they have? Do they? Can they can they go through that? your luggage. They can go through whatever. So just be careful what you put on your scruff grinder. Okay, but there's more to that story because the second time he went to the <laughs> states, he scrubbed his entire phone. And then yes, he, they yes. held him up because he had like no information. Right. So it was sketchy because it was sketchy because he scrubbed his phone. Like that's so. They just nuts. didn't know what looking for. Why loads do they keep meant. going through his phone? Is my 
probably. I, I don't know. I, I heard they didn't let. Well, I heard. I don't know, but I heard they didn't let someone people are go saying. through customs in the states because I guess like back. I don't know how many months ago that person tweeted one tweet being like. Oh, like about Trump being like, oh, like that was so stupid or something like that. And they, and then they didn't. And they didn't let him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Well, that, you have to. I mean, I, as somebody who crosses the border every so often, you like, gotta. What is it my, passport? Um, I don't know. Um, he's Probably. a Canadian citizen. His name is André. My brother actually wasn't allowed to cross the border in Detroit, and um, he's been going across, like going to snowboarding when? here. Um, three weeks ago, he was taking his son to a hockey tournament and got held up at the border, so one of the other parents had to take him over. He's never had an issue in his life, but they found a, uh, um, like a charge on his record from 97 that he hadn't got pardoned, but he never had an issue with it. But because of whatever happened... Like a traffic guys, thing? This is crazy. No, it was, it was something like, it was, it was a criminal record, obviously. Oh, but, okay. but still, but I mean, like he's gone over yeah, the border several yeah, times. Yeah. So it's for weird whatever that, that reason holds now. him up, and yet it's no problem for some other random person to take his child across the border. Yeah, so, exactly. And it's still okay for Trump to be president yeah. somehow. Ridiculous. Um, Fred, if you want to cross the border, shut the hell up. Oh, that's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh my god. I love Hashtag Trump. not my president. I, the president. Hashtag the whatever he wants to president. do, okay. I'm going to the States in two weeks. Okay. So He's I an American love citizen. Everything. He can go back. I'm a dual <laughs> citizen. Anyway, um, a new research out of Australia, uh, Deakin School of Health and Social Development, shows that according to straight women, bisexual men make the best lovers. They are the most sexually attentive and emotionally available. Most women the do problem. not even accept bi guys. Well, according to the, the women who live them. down under. What do you mean they don't accept them? Women hate that a guy could be into another guy. The problem is that they haven't included me in the study. <laughs> As a would straight have woman? That would have... <laughs> in any capacity. <laughs> and it would have altered the results. Um, well, I'm curious what you have to say to that. I, I mean, as somebody who has attractions and relationships with men and women, do you find that you are, are the best lover? Um, I have a more limited amount of experience with women than with men, just because of, uh, I mentioned to you earlier uh, before we were taping, that I was outed very young as being gay. So I never had the opportunity at a young age, you know, during my adolescence, those, you know, prime years of development, I didn't really have the opportunity to explore relationships with women. So due to my lack of experience with women, I've always imagined that if I have new female partners, I'm probably just for, you know, a lack of my confidence in what I'm doing, you know, down there or anywhere, is I would take a lot more time and be much more patient and kind of like be much more gentle to kind of feel out the situation. And so I've thought in my mind, like, wow, if I don't mention my lack of experience to a woman, she'll probably just be like, oh my God, what a great lover. You know, he, he just takes his time. He's, he, he's not afraid to poke around and try things out. And poke around. Hashtag poke around. So, but that's, that's the whole thing of it, though. It really is about paying attention to what your partner wants. It's not about your satisfaction and your pleasure. It's about their pleasure. That's how you become a better lover. Well, on, on a more, you know, He's I was, sad. I'm, I'm okay. kind of joking, but you know, on a more serious note, like because of my experience of feeling that I had kind of an oppressive environment and wasn't able to really express myself how I wanted to, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to. To, to have someone say, that's fine, you know, you're allowed to feel, you're allowed to want, you're allowed to want to experiment. And that's something that I 
think lends itself to maybe more of a sensitivity that I have in intimate situations with men or women is I'm, a I'm able to kind of say, yeah, you know what, let's take our time. You take your time and do whatever you want to do because I know what it's like to not be allowed to do what you want to do. So please, you know, explore. All right, you win this round. <laughs> <laughs> well, and finally, um, in Sweden, the town of Overtornia, I'm completely Making destroying that. that. Yeah, that. But that's Overtornia. Um, uh, the uh, city councillor is uh, putting forth a motion um, that all employees should be allowed to take a one hour paid break to go home and have sex. Yes. So you'd have a lunch break, you'd have your coffee break, you'd also have a sex break. Is that Come enough time? On. When is anything gonna get done at oh, the office? A separate break. A separate break. Yeah. Um, like, it was the time of this break. Like, are you like, okay, you have an hour. <laughs> like, what's Right the... before lunch. You have to it's clock a little in and out, like, it's we a have a meal for afterwards. Um, according <laughs> to the city councilor, Per Eric Muskos, um, there are studies that show that sex is healthy and it, it improves your work performance. I like how when you don't know how to say a word, you just say it louder as if that makes sense. Eric Muskos. Isn't that the same as giving them like a jerk off well, break? Why can't they just wait until they're done work at five then live your life? Like why? Well, but then they're productive. not thinking about work. They're not thinking about work for the right. Oh Have you never been at work and been like, oh how, man, how I often, wish I were How just, often are you in a bad mood? And then, like, in the middle of the day, or at some point during the day, you have sex, and you're like, wow, that was just what I needed. I'm gonna be so productive now. Never. <laughs> if I'm in a bad mood, I wake up in a bad mood, and then and that's the rest away. of the day. And that's, that's it. it. That's it. <laughs> There's no midpoint in my day <laughs> because of sex. Is that what the midpoint's supposed to no. be? <laughs> yes. And Gordon, would you have sex in the middle of the day if you had a paid sex break? Yeah. But I think it's a little much for everyone to do it. Just me. Oh, just, just you. you. <laughs> we could rotate, like everyone, you know? It would be kind of weird coming back to work and thinking, everybody, everybody just had, had sex. That's yeah. yeah, true. Exactly. It's true. Does everyone get a sex break? Everyone would get a sex what break. If but you, you, have no you don't have to well, take it. Sad. What if you have more than one partner? An hour is not enough. That hour can, you nap, give, can you give your break to someone else somehow? I or? don't know. They'll, they'll figure it out. Of course, the, somebody pointed out that you can't patrol that they're having sex. They could just go for a walk. And he said, well, we just have to trust people that they will actually go have sex. Oh, how like, you have to go have sex. Yeah. Well, and you're, it's not mandated. It's not like they're <laughs> cracking they're down on you. you. You come back, it's like, okay, let's see your dick. Yeah. Right, make sure. No, they're not doing that. Let's move to Sweden, y'all. Yeah, let's, let's move to, let's, if, if uh, the town of Overtornia wants to uh, set but us. But it's only a us. town, like a small town. Yeah, but maybe it'll go national. It will go viral. I hope so. All over Sweden, everybody having sex at work. Endpoints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, uh, Tito, Bob of the Week. Bob of the Week is Broke Candy featuring Sia, and it's called Living Out Loud. And actually, I have a Bob of the Week, because you refuse to make this the Bob of the Week. And I actually think this is a good week to do it. It's the new Lord single. Very good. Called Green light. Oh. I swear to oh God, if you God. wore that shirt just for this bit. Yeah. Ori. Hey. Yeah, so I am in a play. It's, uh, it's actually happening this week. Um, it starts Wednesday, March 19th at the Alumni Theater at 70 Berkeley. Um, it's called Why, so please come and check us out. Um, it also runs this week, and then there's a third leg, which goes to the, uh, the 26th. And what's that website? AlumniTheater.com. 
And David, again, if people want to contact Polyamory Toronto or they want to check out uh, more resources online, what is that website again? There's polyamorytoronto.ca. And if you look on Meetup and Facebook, they have official groups on both of those as well, searching Polyamory Toronto. Cool. Thank you very much, David. Thank you, David. Thank, thank everybody, and thank you. Um, where to find us? You can find us while well, you're watching us, so you found us some way, but there are other ways to find us. <laughs> On Reverie, the online LGBT streaming service, check us out there, reverie.tv. Our crowdfunding site, Patreon, patreon.com slash thepointguys. On iTunes, get the audio version of uh, the audio podcast there. On YouTube, youtube.com slash thepointguys. And for all things The Point, including back episodes, thepointguys.net. We have a new show every Tuesday, so we will see, see you, you next Tuesday, Tuesday on The Point. <laughs>